Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened slightly lower today following a muted performance on Wall Street overnight. Now, that's as data released. Uh, last night showed US consumer prices rose more than expected in December, signs that it was still premature for the Fed to be cutting interest rates. Now, numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index down 0.3% and we are looking at 3,191 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $962 million. Gainers throat losers, 239 versus 251. Top 5 movers by value, we've got here DBS, Singtel, UOB, GMHUSD and Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding, Sing Dollars. Heavily traded securities included C Trim, Singtel and G Invacom. In terms of companies to watch, we do have Hobie Land. The group said yesterday that net loss for the full year ended December is expected to widen. Now, elsewhere from the hotter than expected December CPI numbers out of the US to Chinese export data, international headlines are in focus. And joining me on the line is Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at Sia Sunny. Welcome. Hi, Tintian. Thanks for having me back on a rainy Friday. Yes, on a rainy Friday, I've let you mention that because the weather may be cool today, but the US December CPI number certainly coming in a little bit hot. Uh, we're looking at yearly increase of what, 3.4% versus 3.2% expected by economists. And that's, of course, mainly driven by the cost of shelter, which, is, which accounts for over half of the increase. So how would you read into the latest numbers? Is it an ambiguous outcome for the Fed? Yes, the first US CPI reading for the year went up by 3.4% in December, and that's from a five-month low of 3.1% we saw in November last year, driven mainly by housing costs. So this sticky inflation reading is definitely a negative for market participants, hoping that interest rate cuts are already on the horizon. And the three uh, major US indices were almost flat at a close yesterday. So traders are still remaining unfazed and appear to be maintaining and still holding out a cause for an eventual reduction in the US rate this year. And I believe why the market more or less closed flat yesterday, even though this is this may be a negative news, is because the core inflation reading, which excludes the more volatile food and energy prices that came in unchanged at 0.3%, is much in line with econo- economist consensus as well as the previous reading. So mm. this core inflation data reading is also the Fed preferred inflation gauge. Hence, the unchanged reading may explain why the US market remained status quo last night and mm. Fed Fund futures pricings are still pricing in a 66% chance of a rate cut in March. And this probability has not changed much from a week ago. Mm, right. And, uh, well, if we look at the CPI numbers, right, and how Wall Street ended flat in the previous session, how far has that subdued trading mood filtered down to Singapore today where the SDI is concerned? I think the SCI take it uh, a bit more slightly negative and the uh, traders in US definitely are still holding on to to the rate cut uh, expectation. So um, in Singapore, I think today we are down about 10 points or 0.3%. We are around the 3,190 points level. I reckon that this pullback that we observed since uh, the beginning of this month, right, Mm. is uh, market repricing itself because in the month of December, 
Uh, yeah. FTI rose more than 5%. And that was the month where top investment banks released their outlook for 2024. And with some of the top investment forecasting 7 to 9, 25 basis point uh, rate cuts they are, they are foreseeing. Mm. And uh, markets, including SME, have already front-run themselves in December. That's why the big jump in December uh, in, the, in, more, in more of the indices. So the CPI numbers that came out yesterday is uh, actually putting the market back into its place to say that, hey, uh, the, those were the forecast number. If yeah. we are going to read it based on the data, as the data comes out, we are still not that uh, not that optimistic that inflation is going to come down anytime soon. Mm. And looking at the top gainers today, we see the defensive name like Singtel uh, topping the charts, uh, rising I think 1.26% today. So um, some of the funds are moving back into defensive name because interest rate is not is not expected to come down as fast. And yeah. on the other end of the SCI table, we are seeing uh, top losers like Hong Kong Land and some of the REIT counters mm-hmm. um, falling between 16 to 3.7%. So they are feeling the heat that the interest rate may be staying higher for just a little bit longer. Right. And then since we talk about property and about stocks, let's take a look at Hobie Land, Sunny. Uh, the group said yesterday that net loss for the full year ended December is expected to widen. And that is driven by fair value loss um, based on indicative valuations of its portfolio of investment properties in London. Now, looking at the expectations for interest rates going forward, what is the road ahead for Hobie Land though? So the CPI numbers will provide a bit of a direction of where interest rate might be heading yeah. this uh, this year. But definitely uh, this this announcement where the group said that the net loss for full year is expected to widen is not really a surprise because uh, if you look at the uh, some of the REIT counters with exposure to UK, uh, they have been they have also been um, uh, doing some fair valuation on their uh, valuation of portfolio properties. So um, this does not affect any of the uh, cash position in the company. So it does not affect Hobie as an ongoing concern or have uh, affect, uh, they have not breached any uh, financial confidence as well. So I don't think it's a concern, but I think the share price performance given by, given by such mm. news that we need to do some fair value adjustment to the property holdings with exposure to UK or US is definitely not going to give investors any confidence and would yeah. increase the, the pressure for the company to reduce their gearing and reduce their debt and may need to offload some of the properties in the portfolio which may not be performing. So I think this, uh, this trend is actually going to continue. Mm. And when were the uh, interest rate uh, cuts uh, prospect, yeah. uh, prospect comes into play to bring up all these uh, property counters? I think it will still take a bit of time, especially with uh, the property markets in, in, in Europe and, and uh, US uh, being subdued and muted for quite a bit of time uh, being forecasted. Right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets, Investor Education at SIAS. Uh, let's take a look at what's happening in the region. Sunny China's exports grew at a fastest pace in December, but deflationary pressures persist. What does it mean for China where economic growth and policy stimulus are concerned though? Uh, I think this is uh, a good news uh, for the global economy because the China is the factory of the world. So export growth pickup definitely a sign that uh, global trade is uh, improving. But this uh, this uptick in uh, global trade is uh, not uh, sort of uh, affecting uh, any 
any of the uh, economic uh, growth in China because uh, it's not enough to boost the domestic demands uh, locally over there. Uh, of course, the, the concern is still the property market crisis, the property crisis in China. And there are signs that this uh, property crisis may be spreading into the financial sector with one of the wealth manager, Zhongzi, uh, that was reported in the news uh, going uh, bankrupt. Mm. And so that, uh, that concerns on the local Chinese market is uh, holding back people from spending and that's why domestic demand and economic growth in, in China is not looking very healthy, not looking very good. And if you dive into the data, consumer and producers price definitely highlights this stubborn uh, deflationary pressure uh, persisting uh, into the year, into later part of the year in 2024. And a lot of analysts is uh, seeing that uh, there, there must be some policy support coming in as the economy in China is still seen as fragile heading into 2024. Right, and let's wrap up the conversation by taking a look at some corporate headlines out of the US, Sunny. If we search this US company, Tesla, a number of headlines coming out here. Why uh, Tesla lowering prices of both of its models in China. Tesla's factory in Berlin, uh, near Berlin, will also suspend most production due to Red Sea disruption. And if we look at rental firm Hertz Global Holdings, it's selling about 20,000 EVs from its US fleet, including Tesla's, because of high expenses related to collision and damage for EVs. It seems like a very tough road ahead for Tesla, you think? I think Tesla is definitely facing a lot of challenges now because uh, recent news we are seeing that uh, China's uh, EV makers, BYD, just uh, overtake overtook Tesla as the, the biggest, mm. uh, most popular EV in the world right now. So definitely the edge that Tesla have in the previous few, uh, previous few years is uh, the technology edge is definitely uh, coming down and the Chinese uh, EV makers are catching up. And some of their models, if you look at comparison of the statistics of how their performance is, is actually on par with Tesla and maybe some even better. Yeah. So that is why uh, Tesla is feeling the heat right now. And the lowering of the price, I believe, is to capture a bigger market share. But that would also mean that the margin that they're making for selling each of the Tesla models will be lower. So that's why the pullback in the share price is expected. And of course, you have the unforeseen circumstances due to the red sea disruption, thereby uh, furthering, uh, disrupting their output. So this is more concern for Tesla as well. So Tesla is feeling the, the challenges uh, that they are facing right now due to this reason. And the news by rental firm Hertz Global is also selling about 20,000 EVs. Now, if you talk about rental cars, right, it's not like a owner-owned kind of a vehicle. Definitely mm. the people who, who rent those cars will not take care of the cars as yeah. uh, owner-owned yeah. vehicles. So if, as, a, as a rental fleet, definitely um, they may... Uh, they may get into accidents and stuff like that. And being a, a EV car, right, it's not easy to get it uh, repaired. Uh, mm. And the spare parts uh, or the other um, parts in the vehicles may not be easily available. So the, the repair cost yeah. is actually uh, very high if you, are, if you are involved in collisions and stuff like that. So this is why that's the main reason why Hertz Global is uh, selling the 20,000 EVs. Because once you get mm. into an accident, it's not about uh, just sending it to the workshop to get it repaired. It's about uh, maybe totaling the cars because maybe just uh, a dent on the bumper, they may have to change the whole bumper. It's not worth uh, yeah. repairing the cars. That is why uh, these are the reasons Tesla is facing some of the tough roads that they are seeing are going ahead. Mm, I wonder if Tesla is digging a hole for itself with all those price cuts too. And since you mentioned about overtaking, I don't want to mention this, Microsoft briefly overtook Apple as the world's most valuable company for the first time since 2021 yesterday. Uh, but finally, before we let you go, I have about one, one and a half minutes or so. Uh, US listed Bitcoin ETFs, uh, Sunny, saw some 4.6 billion US dollars worth of 
shares changed hands in the first day of trading. How would you read into this? Yes, very exciting and another milestone for cryptocurrency, definitely. Yeah. So we see that this ETF launched successfully and some 4.6 billion worth of uh, units changed hands in the first day of trading. So definitely the market is uh, feeling that uh, the cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, right, as a major yeah. coin, is definitely a, a store of value and asset class to be looked at. So market mm-hmm. is still interested in that, definitely. And of course, the recently the news about Binance and FTX mm-hmm. and all the regulatory issues that crypto uh, currency exchange has. So by having an ETF, it brings about this asset class into a regulated environment, yeah. traded under a stock exchange and then regulated by the regulators SEC. Mm. So this means that investors who previously would want to invest right. in Bitcoin but find that the, the risk uh, is uh, too high or may not be that favorable mm. concept to traditional financial assets. Now is they have to look at look at it differently because it's traded under the exchange and they can buy it using their uh, right. normal stock account from the same brokerage that they have, which mm. are all regulated. So this would definitely increase the interest uh, in yeah. Bitcoin and definitely may even cause the demand to go up. And on the risk side, definitely it reduces yeah. the risk of owning such assets such as virtual currency uh, mm. going uh, forward for investors like us. Right, I guess lots to watch. Thanks a lot, Sunny. That was Sunny So from Sias. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.